What's up, Razorback fan? This is Chuck Livingston, sports editor of the Evening Times, newspaper at Marion, Arkansas. And I'm joined, as always, by my faithful, loving, and loyal co-host, Logan Legitimate Livingston. Logan, talk to me. What up, y'all? How's it going? Oh, man, feeling pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you. Feeling a lot better after the way our Razorbacks hung in that game against Texas A&M the other day. What about you? Yeah, I feel, I feel much more confident. Brandon Allen definitely put a injected some some uh, energy back into the offense, and that uh, that really gave us some hope for the rest of the season. Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't totally. I mean, I, I think Brandon's definitely our best option at quarterback at the moment, and uh, he's actually been pretty good throughout the throughout the season. You know, but I didn't think he was anything. Uh, I didn't think he was exceptional mm-hmm. uh, until I saw how little the coaches trusted AJ Derby. Yeah, and some of the throws that he made against the Aggies, I thought were. Uh, Pretty big time. Uh, I yeah. mean, the guy, you know, getting guys were open. He definitely made some mistakes in the second half. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of that was him just asking him to do a little too much. And, um, you know, basically, I was impressed. I was, you know, I, I usually don't do the moral victory thing after yeah. a loss. But my expectations for this year uh, were already so low that uh, I can honestly tell you that uh, <laughs> us competing with a top 10 team. Was that uh, on the radar? Right. Yeah. I mean, again, I went to. I actually covered the game for my uh, for my employers on Saturday night, and I uh, was actually just nice and dry in the press box. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I, you know, I'll be honest with you, I kind of was going for the for the Manziel show and everything yeah. that comes with that. Yeah. And then when we started punching back, I was not only uh, pleasantly surprised, but uh, I was actually a little turned on. Yeah. As well. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, Brandon Allen, I think he also showed, obviously, going back to the Rutgers game where he had to sit for his injury, of course how important he was to the team. Uh, we haven't uh, recapped that game yet either, but obviously... Well, uh, are you saying that our starting quarterback meant a lot to our, to our chances of winning losing? It meant a lot. I mean, this isn't the Petrino system anymore. You can't bring Tyler Wilson in and just destroy people. Obviously, quarterback isn't, it's not as important as it was to Petrino, so, you know. And, I but, mean, it's working out for Bielema. I mean, I really think Brandon Allen's come along really well. I think he's a really good quarterback, so... But, you know, a lot of people whispered when uh, Brett was hired that we might be better off as a program with a guy that looks for a little more balance in his recruiting and in his practice habits mm-hmm. than a guy like Petrino, who truthfully did get the most out of his recruiting classes, but those recruiting classes were almost notoriously uh, mm-hmm. poorly rated. Uh, not that ratings are everything, but yeah. I think you have to pay attention to, well, uh, well, I think all, you know, I mean... It, it's big, though, for uh, Bielema because uh, going into the season, obviously, he got the big recruit in Alex Collins, and you can already see what kind of, like, fuel that is to our program, you know. He's gotten 100 yards in four, three or four of the games. I think the only one he didn't was against Rutgers, who right now is, head, a, uh, is a national... Yeah, and Rutgers is actually nationally, like, the fifth best rushing defense in the country, so... Yeah. So, you can't really do much against that, you know, Um and especially, like you said, especially with the yeah. Backup, yeah, yeah, you have AJ Derby. They're not, they're not trusting Derby to throw at all. So, you know. But basically, yeah, I mean, yeah. so yeah, we'll, we'll, we might as well just start with Rutgers because it happened first. You know, we, I apologize here. Well, this is my fault. I'm mean, uh, crazy busy lately. Hogcast uh, listeners, we're gonna try to get more consistent for y'all. Uh, we're actually having technical difficulties right now. I'm actually on my phone up at the office, kind of thought. We're so tech savvy. <laughs> yeah, like, we're so tech-savvy that we can barely work Skype. I feel like I'm 2005 all over again. Um, but hopefully this turns out well for y'all, and uh, we get one of these out every week. And, um, you know, I'm excited about that. Basically, folks, um, 
you know, uh, the Rutgers game, of course, we were disappointed uh, to lose that game because I think everybody kind of pointed to that in the, in the preseason and said that Auburn and Mississippi State were the key games mm-hmm. regarding us going to a bowl game yeah. this year. I still think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think that losing that game really crippled our chances of getting to six wins. But I'm more confident today than I was at the time just because we were able to hang in there without any sort of a pass similar to a passing game. Yeah. Um, I think it's big. Whether it be by coaching or on talent, you know, I felt like they didn't take any chances, um, you know, with Derby and, uh, and mm-hmm. it, you know, and, and almost that's one where him throwing down the field trying to take a chance wouldn't have killed us, actually. Yeah, I think um, the Rutgers game obviously had its flashes. I thought our defense played well enough to win the game, uh, but down the stretch in the fourth quarter, uh, they were really gassed because our offense couldn't stay on the field because they were stacking the box, and uh, I think ultimately that's what ended up killing us. Obviously, Derby, they weren't trusting him to throw the ball very much. So, I trust Derby that that rugby kick went awry, yeah. uh, getting yeah. back across the you to know, say the least back across the body. Uh, I mean, look, let's be honest. There was uh, there were quite a few uh, things in that game that you know any one of them goes differently. were in the thing, but um, you know I, I was actually quite honestly a little discouraged after that. I mean, obviously Collins is talented. We have some big play guys. That uh, that Tevin Mitchell pick six had me in a frenzy. I felt like yeah. I was about to. Uh, our D line, our, our, our D line as well in that game was one of the most impressive uh, things I've seen in a while. They dominated that game. They got. They, they took over and they did everything they could. What did they have? Five, six sacks. Yeah, uh, and a couple, couple probably, turnovers. Yeah, exactly. A couple turnovers. Tevin Mitchell pick six. I mean, it was just you know a lot of. Uh, I mean, you know, just again, good things, things you can build on. Obviously, you know, Flowers and Chris Smith are going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, for, for I mean, they're really leaving their mark this season. Oh and, yeah. Um, oh yeah. But you know, and I mean, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, with them leaving, we still got some young guys on both both lines. Really. Actually, oh, I was thinking about Trey Flowers is a junior. I apologize. He's coming back. So. Chris Trey Smith, Flowers I knew. will be back next year. Yeah, I knew Chris Smith is so, a senior, so we'll miss him but with Flowers still yeah, in the mix. Chris Smith is a senior, uh, good player. You know, again, you don't know how, uh, how other teams will react when you lose one of those guys, but, I mean, I, I feel like Flowers, for me, was actually maybe a little more impressive than early going than, um, than maybe even uh, Smith, who kind of entered the season with a little more you know, flash and progress. So, yeah. um, again, both good players. Both great players that do a lot of great things. So they almost won that Rutgers game. Um, Without a quarterback. On their own, right. So, mm-hmm. you know, give them credit. They played hard. Um, I thought they played hard the other night, too. Just that, that Menzel was just so amazing. Yeah. Can I just go ahead and say, like, how terrible it is for Brandon Allen to get injured just falling in the end zone like that? I thought Tyler Wilson yeah. died, like, 16 times last season. Like, yeah. I, I never thought he was going to get up again. Like, and then and we get and throws his arm yeah. out. You know, again, that's just that just goes back to the weird things that only happened to Arkansas. It's I mean, crap, dude. who else in the world loses their starting quarterback on a touchdown run? You know, and here's the thing: he didn't even even die. He just wanted to do it. Yeah, exactly. And it, that goes back actually to the only time Bielema ever played against Arkansas at Wisconsin in the Capital One Bowl. We blocked a punt, and their team got uh-huh. a first down. Yeah, like like that that happened. Like that happened. Like, and I think they kicked the field. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you know, bad snaps. You name it. Crazy stuff happens on the field and off the field when you're playing against Arkansas. It's just a fact. Yeah. And um, I'm not saying it's fair, and I'm not saying it's right, but it's it, it, it's it is what it is. And yeah. uh, 
yeah, like I said, that was just another one of those things. I mean, like, you know, obviously, Southern Miss didn't have the horses to keep no, up. No, no horses. But, uh... They've lost 16 yeah, straight. They're riding, what, a 16, 17 game losing streak yeah. now? Dude, they're actually favored in the next game. They're favored by 14 points against uh, Florida International. Don't lose that. <laughs> they won't cover that. Don't drop that. <laughs> I mean, hopefully not. You know, you know Southern Miss is a formerly good program, so hopefully they bounce back. Yeah. But, um, the Rutgers loss, as disappointing as that was, I was just encouraged by the uh, by the Texas A&M game. Oh, yeah. but again, definitely. I don't I don't do the moral victory thing. Uh, I thought we, we again we didn't have the horses to keep up with someone in his second year and Manziel, yeah. and Mike Evans, and all these guys. Mm. And uh, I know we were at home. I know it was raining. And that probably hurt them more than it hurt us because we like to run the ball. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna tell you, we you know our defense. It is good. I mean, we held Manziel to one of the, his lowest, uh, what, bottom four or five lowest uh, yep. total offense days in his career. Yeah, that, that's something um, to say right there. I mean, he's the most prolific quarterback in the last while, really. He's crazy. Really since, yeah, Tim Tebow at least. That probably from that. So, again, and this is a rookie, uh, you know, freshman Johnny Manziel. This is a, this is second, you know, Wetcher, sophomore, mm-hmm. high the trophy winning Johnny Manziel. Yeah. So, you know, this Manziel, you know, he, the thing that makes him uh, so good to me, I mean, all the, other than his escapability, which there was one, I thought Flowers was about to, I mean, just demolish. I thought he was going to, you know, just turn him into powder. <laughs> yeah. And he just spun out and actually hit like a 15 yard completion. I, know, like, I didn't even see him. I don't know how he did it. It's the most depressing um, thing ever when you're watching those and you're like, man, we got him. And then all of a sudden he gets like a 10 yard gain. And I'm like, wow, he should have lost 15 yards right there. And then right, nothing. And he you know, it. The biggest thing to me is, you know, he, he takes such good care of the ball, too. Such a high-usage guy. He really does. He doesn't have a lot of those crazy turnovers, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't make a lot of chances, but he makes a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you know this, Logan, uh, whenever you make a lot of plays and don't turn it over a lot, you got a chance to get three or four back. You're going to win a lot of games that way, I think. <laughs> You're going to win four or five games. At least, at play. least four. I mean, it really just taking care of the ball more than anything. Then if yeah. you make plays with a two. I will say uh, this, though. Uh, Ugly Uncle posted about it after the game, and he said it reminded him a lot of the, I think, 08 or 07 Georgia game, the Mallet's oh, first year. Oh, nine. Wow. Game, yeah. wow. Oh, even later. Wow. Anyway, and, like, yeah. it's kind of just like a, a big morale boost. Like I said, moral victories only get you so far, but you can kind of see the progress of the program and what we can yeah. be capable of. Like, we can we can, we can can win ball games, And this year, we're going to surprise some people. I think we will, we'll, we'll get an upset, at least one upset. This season. I agree completely. Um, you know, I, I was at the Georgia game as well, and I was so jacked up after we blew out Southeast Missouri State in the, in the opening week that uh, me and my roommate at the time, or actually we didn't live together at the time, he got married that summer, but we, we bought tickets the week of the Georgia game and drove up. Like, we were that fired up. We thought we were going to, you know, we talked about what we were going to do to Georgia. And <laughs> this is Georgia with A.J. Green and, uh, you know, uh, Moshon Moreno. And again, we... We were that excited. Like, we thought that we had arrived probably a year earlier than we thought. And, uh, you know, that was a long drive back that night until we got 1,000 yards and, you know, Jerry Franklin got ejected for nothing. Something that was kind of, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, again, and he was our best defender at the time. You know, we hung in there and we kept coming and we kept coming. And I think Mallet threw for about five deals and five touchdowns. Just insane. 
yeah, I mean, it was, it was a crazy game, but you knew what Georgia was about at that time, and you knew that, you know, we had actually been mired in such a, I mean, at that time, it was the same type deal, that, like, you have a, a ranked Georgia team coming in, and you almost beat them. Yeah. That's so much different than anything we'd seen for three or four years prior, really since we won the West in 06. Yeah, exactly, so... I mean, going back to the A&M game and kind of looking at it, I mean, um, offense played really well. Obviously, Brandon Allen made a couple of mistakes down the stretch. That pick six coming out of the half was uh, was probably the was a killer, yeah. But um, for the most part, we played really well. The offense was pretty impressive for the most part. That was a horrible play by Brandon Allen. He's a sophomore. He's not Johnny Football. You know, he makes mistakes. So, um, other than that, though, everybody played really well. I mean, we just couldn't – we got a couple. We got a couple of stops on defense. Even we just couldn't score. You know what I mean. We couldn't capitalize. Yeah, there were actually two times there in the, uh, the the second half where we held them at thirty eight thirty three. I wish you had the drive chart in front of me, but we held them at thirty eight thirty three and got uh, and got two punts, and we just couldn't capitalize on them. So mm-hmm. you know, we come out we're down twenty four twenty at half. Ba throws the pick six, mm-hmm. make it thirty one twenty. We come right back at them. Yep. Score. You know, two, and just you know it. We couldn't capitalize on those drives, you know. Yeah. And, you know, hats off to A&M. You know, they, they were able to make a couple plays. Yeah. We, and, uh, we knew know, that, that big piece was huge. We knew going into this game, though, was gonna, we were going to have to win a shootout. Our defense is young, right. and nobody can stop Johnny Football anyway. He put up almost 50 on on Alabama, you know what I mean? So, right. you know, we had to be almost flawless on offense. I think Bielema even said that in his postgame conference. We weren't going to win a, a, a low-scoring game with them. That's just not going to happen. No. You're not going to hold. 20, yeah. You're not going to win that against Johnny. Johnny Football is going to put up 40 points. You know that's just that's what he Which does. Which is what he did. Yeah. But the surprise is that we almost did the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's A and M. A and That's what I'm encouraged about. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't be. Uh, we, you know, we shouldn't be uh, doing that at this point. You exactly. Know, I'm glad we are. You know, and I mean, you know, Bill must paid a lot of money to get us competitive, but at the same time. I think most people expected Saturday to kind of roll out of hand. Yeah, I think I think and, uh, I think most I think my dad actually thought we were going to lose by sixty. I think I think it was actually sixty is what he said. It was not sixty. Yeah, I, mean, I, just, I, I didn't see how we keep up with anything. I mean, me and you had said on the previous edition of the Hogcast they give up a lot of yards and a lot of points, but even then, mm-hmm. I just wasn't sure. And yeah. I mean, you know, back down it like mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we dang near did it. Now you talked about an upset earlier, and uh, I kind of mocked you a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat my crow right here, actually, a little bit. Uh, before the season, I think it was in the throes of the summer. Energy, you had gotten back from uh, Italy. Yeah. I, I think you were jet lagged, but um, <laughs> Logan actually told me with a, a ton of confidence that uh, that our Razorbacks were going to go on the road and beat Florida uh, this season. Uh, of course, that's the game this week. That's what we'll be talking about in a second. Uh, of course, I'm last the guy. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a notorious homer. I mean, this guy just <laughs> pretty much all the time, he, he always thinks we're going to beat somebody. You know, he says he thought we were going to lose by 50 to A&M, but he actually thought we were going to win by a field goal at, at, at the time of kickoff. Yeah, actually yeah exactly. That's, that's the sign of so, a good fan, though. He's a notorious homer. I thought he was crazy. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to tell you something. Florida hasn't looked that great this year, Logan. I know. I'm very excited about it. they got some injuries. Uh, obviously, Jeff Driscoll's out. And that's a huge blow to them. Um, Absolutely. Their defense, they're already struggling offense. Yeah, their defense is stout, but I feel like if we can somehow get to 20 points, we might win that game. Really. If we can get through it without making a big mistake, um, yes. It's all about the turnovers. Uh, you got to win the turnover battle. Right, you got to win the turnover battle, number one. And number two, you have to convert some third downs. I think that's something we didn't even do a lot against the uh, 
let me see. You know, like first half, we actually got three out of six. I don't know what we ended up for the game. But I know we did a lot of punting. We had a couple <laughs> turnovers. So, yeah. you know, you want to be around that 50% mark on the road. The way we run the ball, that makes me feel good. You know, but I think it's going to come down to Brandon Allen again making some plays oh, yeah. with Rodney Herndon and Julian Horton. Also, don't forget and about Hunter Henry. Hey, Hunter Henry. I was about to say, we kind of forgot to talk about him, but he went for uh, over 100 against A&M. And, uh, and he's actually the only tight end to have a 100-yard game this year. And the good thing about that is people forget how young we are. Brandon Allen's only a sophomore. Alex Collins, a freshman. Jonathan Williams, a sophomore. Jay Williams, a sophomore. Yeah, a lot of young. A lot oh, of we young. didn't talk about Jonathan Williams either. I, I sent some colorful text messages to you during the game. Yeah, you did. <laughs> That, that ESPN um, top 10 play was something else where he ran over those two guys and just took it right in the end zone. Yeah. And he took a spin, and, you know, so, like I said, so it's not a game in the swamp. It's not an ideal scenario for anybody. Um, but, with, you know, Richbacks have played on the road. They played a big game against a and I'm just not sure that this moment is going to be that big for him. I think Bielema has done that. He's been on the stage before, even if our guys haven't. I think he's going to put it in perspective and – you know, I don't think we'll be starstruck. I, I, you know, I, I, we could easily lose the game. But I don't think we'll be starstruck on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, like Bielema said when he came in, he, he wants to give us something we've never had before. And I'm pretty sure we've never won in the swamp before. You, you can check me on never that. Have. We've beaten Florida one time. In the Blue Bonnet Bowl. Uh, Blue Bonnet Bowl. 82. Yeah, in 1982. Yeah. So, basically, yes, you're right. Um Beating Florida would be a, a great start. I, and I, I, I tell you, I do believe now it's a winnable game. I, you know, I've seen Florida a couple times this year. I saw Miami beat them. Mm-hmm. I saw them short. You know, they just. I'm still not sold I on my, I don't know what it is. I'm not sold. Struggle. I'm not sold on Miami either. I, I don't think they played. We're the best team. I think that they played this year. Believe it or not, I think we might. I think we might be the best team they played. So and if they can't match, and I assume we'll be coming out, you know, in a. Here's the question, Chuck. Here's the question. Will the refs let us win the game if it comes down to it? Remember the last time we went to the swamp? I actually posted a video on Facebook about this, and I know you know what I'm talking about. That was the uh, that was a really dark day for me. And, uh, <laughs> I was uh, that was a really tough day for me personally. And it always seems like uh, the Razorbacks always had these these tough losses in October for me. Uh, you know, the, the, yes, the Florida loss, that was, uh, I was mad about that because, and I still feel this way, you know, Florida, I've said it to Florida fans too, and they feel like I'm sour grapes. <laughs> I mean, there were two calls. Back to back, that, back to back. Yeah, back to back. I got Florida drive, like, when they're down 20 yeah. to 13, it was that, it literally was that. All, all we had to do. You know, uh-huh. and they just kept two drives going. It was yeah, it was, that, it was that pass interference uh, in the end zone by Ramon Broadway, where he was all over Broadway's back. Yeah, it was obviously not a pass interference. It's pretty bad when even yeah, it's pretty bad when even Vernon Lundquist and them are like trying to give the Hogs props. Like they were literally asking, "What is wrong with these referees? Like, come on!" And, and then, then there's that crazy personal foul, embarrassing, where, uh, where our guy was getting charged, and uh, he kind of lowered the shoulder to to hit back. And, uh-huh. They over the rest overreacted again and just threw a threw a flag for I mean for a fifteen yard penalty yeah. on a seven point game. And then if you remember, they tried to start to put the screw on us earlier in the 
mat on that long Marcus, uh, not Marcus, uh, Greg Child touchdown. Yeah. If you remember, yeah. now it was pushed out of the pocket. He found Child going deep, and he put it right on him, and he scored. Yeah. And uh, it looked like it was, a, it was a fumble, but he recovered it pretty obviously to everybody watching the game. Yeah. Um, but they looked at it for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, you know, I was watching it. Well, you were watching the game with me, too. Yeah. We were at your, house, your yeah. parents' house. Yeah. And, um, and your dad kept saying, what are they looking at this <laughs> Yeah. That's what I started thinking. I was like, oh, God, they're going to take, yeah. you know. They, yeah. Always trying to so keep Florida in the game. Question. SEC has always tried to keep Florida in the game. Yeah. I'll say this. The upside is, if you remember, that was the SEC's meal ticket that year, okay? Yeah. That Tebow. The, the Tebow show. Florida had Tebow. Huh? I said the Tebow show. Right. It was, it was Tebow. You know, they, they were trying to keep him in the game. But remember, they were undefeated. They were number one in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there were a lot of, there was a lot going on. The SEC had a lot to gain by Florida winning that game. All yeah. right, that's all I'll say about yeah. it. All right, Chuck, um, we're, we're running out of time here. We need to kind of wrap oh, this up man. a little bit. Um, let's kind of get a prediction. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? The Swamp, Saturday night. Six o'clock, ESPN 2. Man, I'd, lo- I'd love to see us win this game. I wish you were at home. I'm going to go Florida 24, Arkansas 21. It kills me. It's going to be Arkansas 20, Florida 17. That's your final score in the swamp. Uh, no, that's what we call putting the money where the mouth is, folks. That's what we call it. There it is. Logan is sticking with it. There it is. Well, I hope you're right. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I'd rather be wrong if the Hogs get a big win and get back in the bowl hunt. Yeah. Uh, At that I, point, I, I we're in it. Like I thought we grew up a lot the other night, but uh, I still think we're a year away. I mean, especially on the road. But I hope I'm wrong. It wouldn't surprise me because... Florida may not be good. Yeah, we're going to find out. Also, if you guys have not seen the Drunk Steve Spurrier uh, video, you need to watch it, folks. Charlie, you need to watch it. It's going to be a, a topic of discussion next week as we prep for the South Carolina game. So, Absolutely. You're ready for it. Clowney in the house. There it is. <laughs> folks, thanks for listening. I'm Chuck Livingston. And I'm Logan Livingston. And this has been the Hogcast. Uh, I want our second one of the year, but we're going to get these out weekly from now on, so just hang in there with us. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you guys.